Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to discuss the elephant in the room for Canada right now. Um, Invoking the Emergency War Measures Act. Like, what the fuck is going on here? This is for literally any sort of invasion (laughs) or insurrection. An insurrection is essentially violent uprising against authority or the government. And (sighs) people who are protesting freedoms peacefully at that um, is not a reason to invoke an emergency war measures act straight up that's like I have nothing left so I'm gonna pull this out of my bag of tricks it's I'm in such a struggle to control and have power that I am going to literally pull the rug out from underneath your feet. And what's frustrating in that is, yeah, there are going to always be a few people who do not represent the whole or the movement, whether it's Antifa or Black Lives Matter, you know, rioting, um, burning down shops, um, killing people, Whatever else that might look like, that's not what is happening here. Um, So it's very frustrating because, again, there's no reason for this to be invoked at this point. (sighs) If I were to say, which by the way, if you haven't listened to my last podcast, I did mention to um, speak to the governor general and um, let them know you have a vote of no confidence in the prime minister. Um, I've done that. I have exercised that right um, while all of my other rights have perpetually been flushed down the toilet over the last two years. Um, I find a lot of the statements coming out of our prime minister's mouth right now are very dangerous Um, in the sense that it's lumping people in to groups and labels that do not match what they stand for Um, labeling everyone as racist and terrorists just because they go against your narrative and your thought system and your beliefs is also um, (laughs) wildly untrue. 
Um, I've watched as over the last two years I've lost jobs because of lockdowns or being unvaccinated, um, having to wear a mask when specifically I'll use my concussion when it wasn't for my best interest when it wasn't allowing the oxygenation and blood flow to my brain properly um let's talk about again how children I was reading a post by one of my sister's close friends and she said her daughter who is now seven, started school two years ago. And she has never had a full year of school. She has never had a full year of school being physically in the school. She's never been able to really see her friends at school unmasked. And I'm not going to say that speaks for everyone's experience, but... Look at what we're doing to the children. I couldn't have imagined. I mean, there's lots of shit that goes on at school between like bullying and just trying to find where you fit in or if you fit in at all and making friends and I couldn't imagine what it would be like to have to wear a mask all day and not really see the full expression on people's faces and as humans that is part of the human condition in order to better connect with people in order to see their expressions in order to tell by a facial expression how someone is really feeling we're literally having to go based off of words and we know how well words and actions don't necessarily align not only that when i was little it was bullying and mostly just like verbal abuse but if we think of it now Even social media wasn't as prominent as it was when I was younger. So I can only imagine if children are being bullied at school to then go home and then be bullied some more on social media. And I mean, before I go off onto another tangent, it's just like, think of what all of this has done. Doctors and studies have already said that lockdowns are causing more detriment than helping. It didn't slow any curves. Went from two weeks to fucking two plus years, like let's be honest. Um, And instead we've been losing people to their coping mechanisms. Drugs and alcohol have been more prominent than anything else. Liquor stores are still able to be open. Is it because the government gets a cut? Who knows? Um, But everyone has access to these things instead of, you know, 
gyms and maybe healthier options while again McDonald's and the liquor store is open and now we have skip the dishes and Uber Eats where you can literally not leave your fucking house and have your food arrive to your doorstep where you don't need to exercise or move at all and really instead of being told of the ways to keep ourselves healthy through proper nutrition and exercise and whole foods and the nutrients and the vitamins that we get from said food and going out into the sun and just a proper mentality of believing and you can achieve your health instead what we've been taught health is is a safety protocol of putting something foreign in your body that you're not fully educated or have informed consent of so i'm gonna keep this one super super short today because i feel like i've talked about this numerous times but canada is going to hell in a handbasket we haven't had a democracy in a very very long time i've been talking about the tyrannical tiptoe for years now with numerous people and it starts with them trying to get you to do one thing like stay inside flatten the curve two weeks turns into two years you have to wear a mask you have to not have any large gatherings you're not allowed to go to weddings you can't go to funerals you are watching so many people and loved ones die in front of you because they're not educated on proper health so they take a vaccination that causes more side effects heart issues myocarditis bell's palsy and then once you find out you have a really bad reaction to it then and only then are you allowed to get a medical exemption now because it's already harmed you. And who's responsible for it? The pharmaceutical companies administering these wonderful jabby jabs aren't held liable. So then we have to look to our government who's purchased something dumb like 400 million jabby jabs for what purpose when we don't even have that big of a population i digress <laughs> it's just so frustrating it's frustrating in the fact that anytime you try and shed any light on it you're still considered a conspiracy theorist when clearly these are no longer conspiracies and i'm very much so instead of focusing on the bad I do look at what I am in control of and how I can better myself and what I speak on. And this isn't meant to be, I guess, a frustrating topic where I'm like, oh, woe is me in life. No, it's more so an education standpoint that it's like, this is what 
so many of us in our tinfoil hats have been speaking to over the last two years and you just get dismissed and canceled because your thought process is different and you're not within the regular mainstream narrative. And I think now more than ever, especially now that the government has put in place that they can essentially seize your property and your bank accounts if you disagree with them. What kind of freedom does that give you? In all honesty, the first month of the lockdown, I complied because I was like, yeah, two weeks to flatten the curve. And after those two, three, four, six, eight weeks turned into a year turned into two years and now you can magically get this shot that's going to make it all better but instead it caused everyone else to be spreading it more and they were getting sick but they were asymptomatic (sighs) again I'm not saying this to further watch the world burn. I say it because I'm still so concerned. And it's not about the life that I'll live because I've already done two years of this. I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I'm very fucking resilient and I'll always figure it out. I'm concerned about the future generations and the generational trauma that this is going to instill on them from parents who are experiencing trauma, who have not dealt with it or don't know how to deal with it. These children who are experiencing trauma in school and their caregivers or their teachers are saying, put that mask back on and they can't breathe. If we don't do something about any of this and we just comply further, What is going to be left for our future generations? This is not what the Constitution was signed for. Literally, the last living member that signed the Constitution has spoke up about it. Brian Peckford. He has actually a really good talk that he spoke with the convoy organizer, um, Tamara, ooh, I don't know how to say her last name. I'm going to say Lick, but it's spelled like L-I-C-H. They had a press conference and they were speaking on the Emergency Act and how it relates to the Freedom Convoy. And he has a very good explanation of essentially what this was for. And (laughs) I would urge you to 
go listen to it regardless of what your beliefs are just listen to what brian peckford has to say anyways i'm gonna sign off on this one because i'm sure all of you don't love listening to me talk about this subject (laughs) over and over again but i feel like if i word it differently each time if i speak to it maybe someone will get something from it that they did not the previous times what we need right now are people who are willing to speak up we need people who are willing to go forward and not back down just because it isn't easy what we need is a group of conscious individuals who are willing to fight for the future generations and If you're not doing something that your future self or your future child or a niece or a nephew can thank you for, then are you really leaving the world better for the next generation?